0: Welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine to bring you the local experts who share their progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. I am so excited about today's show. We are welcoming into our studio, Erica Schulte King, who is the founder of Kookaburra Meats. The way that I was introduced to Erica was through TikTok. So I am kind of a TikTok stalker and I don't do any videos, but I sure look at a lot of videos and across my For You page came Erica one day back last fall and she was saying, hey, I am a woman of a certain age here in Minneapolis and I want to make friends and I have this idea. It's a crazy idea, but I'm going to be at Lake Harriet on this date at this time and if you are looking to make friends too, come and join me. And I just thought that was the bravest, most vulnerable thing for somebody to do. And I was all in. And so I kept kind of following her to see what was happening. And it has been this very magical journey that Erica has been on. And I had to I came across her feed. She came across my feed again uh, just last month. And I saw that she has a whole bunch of other events coming up and said, Oh, you have to come on Green Tea Conversations and we have to talk about this. So, Erica, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Candy. It's great to be here.
0: Well, I am a native Minnesota person. So I grew up in Northern Minnesota, but I know from being in business and from being involved in my children's activities, that type of thing, people who are not from Minnesota always say it's really, really hard to make friends in Minnesota. And so, tell me a little bit about what brought you to having that event that you just kind of threw together and said, let's meet up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is kind of hard to make friends in Minnesota. And I've been here for 22 years. So, uh, that's really saying something. And of course, I've had friends along the way, but very often they're friends that are your kids' friends' parents. And so, when I became an empty nester, I was kind of looking around and thinking, what's next for me? Like, where, I posted a random TikTok on and said how hard empty nesting is, and I was blown away that it now has 181,000 views. So that was kind of the beginning that I realized that there was this empty nester thing happening. And then I posted about how hard it is to make friends in Minnesota, and that also blew up. And then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's something here. Uh, and that led me to do this impromptu, let's go meet at Lake Harriet.
0: I I want to get into so many different things with this, but let's just stay on this path for right now. Tell me about that event. Tell us about that event and how it went.
1: So I posted and I don't know why I didn't think about it. I just did it. It was one of those things that, okay, let's just do this. And I I really didn't think of like the safety issues, the, do I need a park permit? Will anybody show up? Am I going to be by myself? So I just posted it and said, I will be here in November. I don't remember the date at 10 a.m. And if you want to make friends, come on over. And much to my surprise, about a hundred women showed up.
0: Well, and it was really fascinating to watch it kind of all unfold as well, because as I was watching it, people were commenting like crazy on that post and they were like, are you going to do this again? I can't make it on that date. I want to be there. And other people were like, I'm such an introvert. I can't do this, but I really, really want to. Everything in my being is saying to come. Is that what you were finding with the people who showed up as well?
1: absolutely and and the wonderful thing is that a lot of people you know there's a there's an urge in these these types of situations to just bring a lot of people with you like you need your comfort people to go do something kind of hard and the cool beautiful thing was that people came in ones you know people came alone even if they were introverts even if it was difficult and we had like a little agenda and it actually went really well and women were very open and and spoke to each other and it was it was really interesting to see how people, because we were all coming from the same space and we all wanted the same outcome, everybody was very willing to participate.
0: And I love that. I think that is something that's very true. I mean, we want to go with people who we know, but then we're going to stand there with the people that we already know, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be really hard to break away from that. So to really be brave and to say, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to come in and just see what happens. So tell me about kind of friendships or what have you seen happen since that meeting in November?
1: Well, since then, there are a very dedicated group that come to all of the events, which I love because they're kind of these wonderful ambassadors and um, you know, I get to see them all the time and I've become friends with them as well. So that's very cool. And they've talked to me about how they've met so many different people at these events. I've seen some women have helped each other move. Some have gone to coffee, some have gone to each other's houses. So it goes beyond just these events that I'm having, which, you know, did I ever think that would be a possibility? I don't know. You know, I had no idea what I was getting into. So just the fact that it's blossomed into this thing that's more that doesn't necessarily need me to facilitate is just a really wonderful thing.
0: So you've had other events since that first event. So what were some of those events that you had?
1: So the, we went to the Lake Harriet was the first, and then we went to Forgotten Star Brewery right before the holidays. And we had, I mean, almost 200 women, I think, show up to that. Forgotten Star is a great little business to work with. They were amazing. And then uh, we went to the St. Paul College Club in St. Paul, which we, I had to cap numbers at 160. They did a beautiful spread for us. They donated and contributed all of the food. The, the venue itself on a Friday night, 160 people came. I, I had to stop taking reservations.
0: When you first started thinking about doing this, did you have a number in mind of who, how many people might show up on that first Meeting.
1: I mean, I was hoping for five. I was like, I was hoping for one. I was, you know, please don't leave me alone. (laughs) And I think I even said that in the TikTok. I said, I'm going to be here, and I may be alone, but I hope I'm not, you know. And so I was, I was very surprised and very happy.
0: So, what is the makeup of the people who are coming? Are they kind of that empty nester age?
1: I would say that the primary demographic is the 45 to 55. So yes, kind of that transitional time for empty nesting. However, women bring their daughters. I'll have 30-year-olds there too. And they're both coming to make friends and to meet new people and to just have a cool experience with women that they would never normally meet you know, out on their own, which is another great thing about this. Um, so it ranges from about 30 to 60, but really it is the 45 to 55.
0: You said that at the beginning, one of your first videos that you did was on people who were empty nesters. When you became an empty nester, what was kind of the difference between your younger age with your kids and then coming into this whole new transitional period?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was interesting for me. I was a single mom for many, many years. And so my whole focus was my job and my kids. Uh, And so was it my entire personality? I get comments like that all the time. Oh, it's too bad that it was your entire personality, your children. And that's why you're having such a hard time. And it's like, no, that's You know, that's not what it is at all. It's just a transition that you have to recognize and go through and allow yourself to feel. I think often we don't allow ourselves the space and the grace to kind of feel all the emotions that we're going through because for so many years, I mean, come on, we put the kids on the front burner. We put ourselves on the back burner for 20 plus years as we're raising them. And so, yeah, I became an empty nester at 46, I think with my, my second head left during COVID, which... I do not recommend um, (laughs) because that's even worse. You don't have your people around you to kind of, you know, embrace that situation with you. But it was also a time of total looking at your life and saying, okay, now what, now what's next? Because maybe I don't need to be doing what I've been doing for the last 15, 20 years. Maybe I have other choices that I didn't have as a single mom with my head down, my head down.
0: I hear it all the time about women who are in transition, who becoming empty nesters. Basically, all your schedule is either around work or your kids, mostly, right? Even though we try to do the things to take care of ourselves and have our self-care, there's also all these other things that are going on. And all of a sudden, all that stops. Mm-hmm. All those activities stop, all of that responsibility stops, and all of the friendships that you've built in that time kind of dissipate too if you're not if you're not meeting up at games and you're not meeting up at events, oh. do you continue to do that? The pandemic has been just a game changer, I think for everybody. People are really lonely, and that's what I loved so much about the original video that you did it It's just so awesome to see somebody just step up and say, hey, let's do this. And people were so responsive to you. Yeah, I just think it's just amazing. So you are now doing a lot of other things. You are continuing to put together events. And you have some really interesting events that are coming up this summer. I I want to kind of talk about those as well as we're, as we're coming into the next segments. And we have a little bit of time now. And we have, you have one that's coming up like in just a few days. It's on April Mm 19th and you are going to be at Unmapped Brewing Company in in Minnetonka.
1: That's right. Yeah. This was actually planned initially for February. Uh, and then we got a, crazy blizzard. So we had to (laughs) postpone it until April. And it's coming up next week already, which I'm really thrilled about. We have almost 100 registered for that event, but we can actually fit up to 200, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually not when you're in a big space like a brewery. And it's just really important to me for all of the events that I'm planning. It's really important for me to also bring money back into the community and to local business. And so this is one of those situations where it's a free entry uh, situation. And if you want to buy something, you're buying direct from the business, beer, there's probably going to be a food truck.
0: And the event is from 6 to 9 p.m. So it's really a nice time to be able to do it, uh, kind of go in and you can stay longer if you want. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you're not obligated to.
1: <laughs> I know. And the last one that we had done at a brewery at Forgotten Star, it was also a three-hour block. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, are people going to just do like the walk-in, walk-out? Like, what's this going to look like? And people stayed until the absolute end. Every single event I've had, people, like not just a few people, everybody stays until the absolute end it's fantastic i mean i've heard you know you go as strangers and you leave as friends oh. and that's i mean that's the best thing that you could you know possibly hope for that is awesome. For people who want to learn more about Erica and to
0: register for your upcoming events, visit kookaburameats.com. And that's kookaburra meets.com. Be sure to also follow her on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations. I'm your host, Candy Bravo, and today we're talking with Erica Schulte King, the founder of Kookaburro Meats here in Minneapolis. And so, if you are just coming in and you're just starting to listen to the show, we want to introduce you to Erica and what she has done. Erica, uh, back in November or back in October, put out a video on TikTok that I happened to come across my For You page that said, Hey, I want to make friends, and I want to do this by meeting up with people in at Lake Minnetonka on this date at this time. So if you're interested in making friends, come on out. And that little TikTok, that very vulnerable and brave TikTok that she made resulted in over 100 people coming out at that activity just so that they could also make friends. So right now we are going into some of Erica's upcoming events because there has been such a surge of interest in this. And I just really want to congratulate you, Erica. This is this is something I'm sure you didn't mean to take on in such a big way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't, but you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. So <laughs> <it's->
0: <laughs> it is becoming a phenomenon that I, I'm wondering where this all will take you, but- for now, for the next several months, you have some activities that you have already planned. So we just talked about one that's coming up on April 19th at Unmapped Brewing Company in Minnetonka from 6 to 9 p.m. So if you are available and want to come out and meet um, women from Minnesota who are also wanting to make friends, uh, join them on that date. You also have one coming up on May 7th. And that one is at you're doing a Lake Harriet walk basically. And that one starts at 10 AM.
1: Yep. Back to all where it all began. So why not? And you know, I, I lived in that area for 20 years. So it's a little bit of my comfort zone to go back to that space, but, and that's why I did that uh, initially in that location because I knew it so well and kind of like a warm blanket. If nobody showed up, (laughs) I could just go do my own thing. Um, but yeah, we're going back on May 7th to Lake Harriet. We're going to do the walk around and we'll see who shows. Maybe some people want to run. Maybe some people want to do part of it. Maybe some people don't want to walk. We'll just figure out uh, what to do once we get there. You already have people
0: signed up for that event as well, and that's still pretty far out, but that one I imagine is, is pretty open to your numbers. You don't have to worry about
1: we don't. We don't. And, and you know, I, I did some extensive research with the city of Minneapolis to make sure that I wouldn't get in trouble in case a lot of people came. But uh, no, we should be able to take obviously anybody who wants to come. And right now there are just over 50 women coming to that one.
0: Again, I just want to have you kind of talk about from the original events and some of the events that you've had uh, since then, there have been some true friendships that have been made in this.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Including my own, by the way. I mean, I really have met some amazing women who I've given my phone number to, which is always like, you know, do I do that? Because I'm a public, I'm in a public space now. And so I have to be a little bit careful when I go to these things, because people know my life out there on TikTok. And, you know, I have to be careful who I tell where I live and um, things like that. So it takes me a little bit of time to be ready to kind of give out more personal information. and so but it's been great. I've, there have been women that have come to each one of them and they all bring different things to the table for me and I'll text them or I've gone out to happy hour. I've gone out for coffee. I texted somebody the other day, made sure she was okay and didn't need something after a surgery. Like there are friendships that are blossoming for me as well. Not just everybody else.
0: I think the pandemic has really hit people in a different way than what we've even experienced in the past. You know, it's been so long now, it's been three years, and I think people have kind of gotten into a rut if they were kind of shut in themselves and they wanted to keep themselves safe. That has led to really disconnecting from people. And it's not that it's done and it's not that we're free of it and we still have to be careful, but it's time it's time that we come back together and we start building those relationships again. You know, we get so much into the news and into what's happening on social media. You start to believe that the world is a little bit of a dark and scary place.
1: And it's time it is, for us to
0: come together and see it's
1: not. <laughs> it, is, it is time. And, and you know, for a few, uh, for those three years, we were scared of everyone and everything. You know, we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. and And now it's for me, it kind of changed my whole outlook of not taking things for granted and going out and doing those things that scared me before. But when it was taken away from me for a few, for a few years, I began to realize, like, I need to start doing those things that are scary for me. And that was a really intentional move on my part. As we were coming out of the pandemic is to get more things on my calendar. I am actually an introvert, which a lot of people don't believe because for my job and marketing and things that I do it's required of me to be out there but I'm really not i you know i I do the things that I need to do during the day and then I go home and put the covers over my head and so Part of this was like, listen, I cannot be an empty nester and put the covers over my head every night. I I just can't do that to myself. And so what am I going to do now that's scary? And I think that's kind of propelling me to continue through this with Kookaburra Meats, but then also to just keep trying new things.
0: Yeah. You know, the interesting thing that I have found with the friends that I have is it seems that the pandemic has almost hit people who were introverts harder. And the people who were extroverts. As an extrovert, I think I find ways to connect with people no matter what. So it hasn't been that hard on me. But for my friends who are more introverted, it seems that it's been especially hard on them. That, that ability to be able to connect has been difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me during the pandemic, it wasn't that hard to not do things. And so for me, it was almost spiraling into this thing of, oh my gosh, I've got to force myself now to do these, to do more because I could very easily not. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, mental health and things like that. it's just not a good, a good thing. So, you know, That was part of my empty nesting post originally was what, what do you do now that your kids are gone? You know, I just didn't know what to do with myself. I wasn't being forced to go to volleyball and soccer and get out on the bleachers in the sun. You know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the taxi that I complained about for 15 years. It was, it was now up to me to create my social experiences and actually get out there for me. And that was a challenge.
0: It is. It is. And it is something that we hear across the board. I've heard it for years for, um, decades now yeah. uh, from friends who have gone through it as well. And it is very, very difficult, but there is opportunities. It's it's funny because also on my next door groups, mm-hmm. um, I find that there are a lot of young people, young couples who are putting out like, hey, we're going to put together a game night if there's any other young couples who want to get together. Yeah. And it's fun to see people responding to that and how they do that. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time I saw something for somebody my age. So I, <laughs> selfishly, I was really interested.
1: In it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were. And I'm glad other people were. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the other you have another um, activity or another event coming up on May 18th. So you have some that are like almost every two weeks.
1: Yeah, for now I do. That one's in St. Paul at Camp Bar again, amazing to work with them. And then I partnered with another lovely woman named Liza, who's on Instagram. Um, She goes, her company is called Nosh and Gather. And she does all sorts of catering at local in the cities, obviously, and does all sorts of catering and food service. And um, so I'm really excited to work with another woman owned small business to provide that service.
0: And so she's going to have some things to nosh and gather around.
1: She is. She's <laughs> going to have beautiful grazing tables there. So I'm excited about that.
0: <laughs> and so you don't really have any kind of agenda going into this?
1: Not really. And i of course, through this whole thing, I get, I get hundreds of messages and people asking me, you know, what my plans are. And I, I don't know, like I literally just go on what I'm hearing. The feedback from event to event teaches me more about what people are looking for. What I have noticed with our first event at the lake, and I didn't tell you this yet, but I invited 20, I didn't invite anybody. I actually went up there and I said, my name is Erica. I'm an empty nester. I love to hike. I love to read. I, what I live in the Western suburbs. And then I invited anybody that would want to kind of come up to introduce themselves, to help kind of break the ice of all of these strangers sitting huddled in freezing temperatures in Minnesota (laughs) in November. And um, about 20 women, 20, 25 women came up and actually just introduced themselves like that. So we carried that on to the next event because people really liked it and it really started the conversation. So we went to forgotten star and we tried to do it there, but it was dark and the, it was loud and it just didn't fit. So it's almost like for each event, I just come up with a new, either we're going to do something or we're not going to do something. But the most feedback I had is please don't put a spotlight on me. It's difficult for me to attend Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have to do anything other than show up and have a great time and meet people. Um, and I recognize that and I honor that. And so that's the most vocal voice I have heard. Yeah. Um, And so I'm going with that because that is the audience that I'm catering to is not the audience that has a thousand people surrounding and befriending them. The audience that I'm trying to talk to are the ones that are like me a little bit more introverted. (laughs)
0: Little bit more introverted. Well when we come back, we're gonna continue the conversation and continue kind of delving into that a little bit. So to learn more about Erica and to register for her upcoming events, visit kucaburameeats dot com and that's K O O K A B U R R A Meets M E E T S dot com. Be sure to follow her on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook for more updates and fun. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations. Today we are talking with Erica Schultz King, founder of Kookaburra Meets. So just before the break, we were starting to talk about some of the different events that you have coming up. And you were also kind of sharing like what people are most concerned about when they come in. And one of those, one of those things is not being put in the spotlight. Like people don't want to do that. Sometimes it's really, really hard to just be brave enough to show up. And I love that you are honoring that with people so that they they don't have to have that as a worry when they come in. I think another thing that people worry about is that nobody is going to talk to them, that they're going to come in and they're going to stand awkwardly by themselves.
1: I haven't really seen that happen yet. It surprises me, but I just have never seen that happen. In fact, when we were at the St. Paul College Club, Often at these, I'm walking around, talking to people, kind of working, making sure everybody's good. I mean, I, I really take it seriously. I'm working. You know, I'm if there is somebody, which I haven't seen, I'll pull them in. But I was at the St. Paul College Club and there was a group sitting at a table and a woman was walking by clearly alone. And someone from the table said, hey, come and literally like touched her and said, come sit with us. Yes. And I just, you know, I just tapped her on the shoulder and looked at her and I said, thank you so much. You know, that's what this is all about. And so everyone that attends these events understands what we are trying to do and everyone participates. This is not me doing this by myself. I am merely the facilitator. There are so many people that want this to work. And so, you know, they really engage each other.
0: I I think that is something that is really very special, but it's also something that's kind of innate to us Mm -hmm. as women is there's always going to be people in a group of women who are the includers, who are the people who notice when people are feeling excluded and they'll pull them in. And so I would say if this is something that's keeping you has a fear for you that's going to happen if you show up, just show up,
1: Mm -hmm. just show up
0: because there's going to be, there's going to be a place for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you deserve to have that place.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely a level of understanding for the women that the women that attend. Obviously, when I'm talking about these events or marketing these events, there's something inside of them that's that relates to it and says, I want to go. I want to be there and I want to open up myself to this possibility. And so the people are there. They're not going to shun you, you know, they yeah. are going to envelop you because that is exactly what they're hoping others will do to them.
0: Now, one of the things I'm sure you get asked, is this for women only?
1: <laughs> it is for women, all women, including trans women and non-binary people. Yeah. That is that is how I state it. That is what it is. And that is who comes. So
0: if there are men out there who want to start a club. We mm-hmm. just encourage you to do that. I'll have you on the show, <laughs> come
1: and I'll help you promote it. But and I yeah, will this help is... you get it started. <laughs> there I, you will, go. I will absolutely help you get it started. You know, who knows what this will evolve into? But that's what this is right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you do have when you and I talked before. I'm like, I think this is going to evolve quite a bit for you. This is really <laughs> an interesting interesting concept that I think you've just rolling out. Unknowingly, but you're really crafting it as you go along. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, you also have an event coming up on May 20th, and this is at...
1: Murphy Hanrahan.
0: Hanrahan Murphy. Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is a, a hike that you're doing, which is in, in Savage, and that one begins at 9 a.m. So I like how you're crafting events around different times. So if people are like, oh, I don't want to go out after six o'clock... There's also events that are in the morning, and that so everybody is able to participate at some point.
1: Yeah, I'm trying for so all of the events are really diverse. Some of them are free, they will there will never be events that aren't completely accessible free um, for people, and some of them are paid because there's pass through cost. We do have scholarships available if someone needs that. Um, I make sure that we can support um, some scholarships for each event. And then um, they're all over the Twin Cities and expanding into Duluth. And they're all different times of day, different days of the week, recognizing that not everybody works a Monday through Friday, eight to four, you know, and not everybody can do a hike and not everybody can afford to do one of the other ones. So really trying to make sure that it's diverse.
0: So tell us about the hike. Is it like a 20 mile?
1: I don't know. (laughs) No. I mean I didn't even put like a, the miles or anything like that on there because I don't want to deter people because people will come and will decide. You know, some people might say I want to go 15 minutes in with you and I'll, I'll leave and go back 15 minutes or you know or I want to go further and I'll go and I'll come back. And because we get a good amount of people, we can kind of look at that when we get there and decide, you know, who wants to do what. You know, I don't want to say it's we're going for a 10 miler today, Vega, you know, and only have a few people <laughs> able to do that. That's excessive. I don't ever want to put in a position put anybody in a position where they maybe wouldn't be able to participate because it's too much.
0: Yeah. And even if you can't hike, show up. There's going to be other people there who are not going to want to hike as well and who may just want to leisurely stroll around the park area, right around the parking area more. There's always going to be something for everyone, I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. Definitely.
0: That's awesome. All right. So, in May 20th, it's going to be such a beautiful time of the year to be out in that spring coming into summertime. But on June 1st, you also have, and this one's really exciting to me, um, a riverboat cruise and dinner at Stillwater.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. We're going to the Stillwater Riverboats and we have a two and a half hour cruise and a buffet dinner and everything is included in the ticket, the cruise, the dinner. The only thing that you need to pay for is if you wanted beverages, uh, cocktails, that's all on your own. So each of these events has different things included based on, you know, cost for me, because all of these are a little bit of investment as I put money up front and organize these things. So, um, but that one I'm really excited about.
0: So one of the things that you had mentioned when you were talking about this is that you have scholarships available for people as well. So I'm curious, how are you, are you taking donations? Uh, How are you kind of gathering the scholarship monies?
1: For the last paid event we had, which was again, the St. Paul college club, uh, people had the opportunity to buy their ticket plus one scholarship. So the cost of that was $25 if they wanted to buy a scholarship, it was $50. I received five women who did that and I was able to give out five scholarships. And actually I was asked by five people for scholarships. So I didn't even have to, that was wonderful, completely paid for. Moving forward, um, some of the things are a little bit more than 25 and I didn't feel comfortable putting um, that out there for sponsorships. So if people would like a sponsorship for each of the ones coming up, that will just be coming from me. In the future, I might do a donation. I would like to get into a space where I can take, you know, sponsorships from other people or promotional dollars from other people and work in a way and collaborate to help fund some of these things. It, it is a pretty good expense on my end, um, not just the events, but think about just the incorporation and the website and the you yeah. know the marketing of it and all of the things that I've had to do to really get this going. And so I am not in the green. <laughs> But, you know, that's okay. It's really important for me to continue doing it and then to provide scholarships as well.
0: Well, we need to figure that out, help you figure that out, though, because that (laughs) is, I mean, even if people are not able to come, I'm sure people love the idea and they want to be able to do a donation for you as well. So I'm just going to say to our listeners out there if you are interested in donating, Uh, Be sure to check the website because I think there's going to be something on her website and on her social media (laughs) sooner rather than later, (laughs) because we're going to help you figure that out. I think it's just so important. And if people can go, there's so much mental health issues that can be caused just by being lonely, just by feeling alone and disconnected. And we if we can do something to help people get connected again and to to make friendships and to have that sense of purpose in life again, you know, I mean, sometimes it's not that bad, but there are, it it can really, it can really do a number on your wellness. And this is all about wellness.
1: Yes. I mean, I am a person that always needs something to look forward to when I don't have a thing to look forward to. It just really, I mean it bums me out. It makes me sad. It makes me think, what am I doing? You know, you compare yourself to others, which of course you should never do, but at least this, I, it provides that for people, you know, yes. it just gives them a little something to look forward to. Yep.
0: And connection and fun. And just, I, I love that. All right. So the really exciting thing for me, I can tell you, uh, when Erica and I were talking about this interview, I had shared, um, grew up up north uh, near Duluth. And I had heard over and over and over from people uh, just how hard it is to make friends in Minnesota. Because if you didn't grow up here and you didn't go to school here, you didn't have those long-term friendships, it was really, really hard to to kind of work your way into that group. I even had people who say, you know, I've only been here 40 years and I'm still a new person. (laughs) (laughs) like you've been here longer at that time than I was even alive and you're still (laughs) trying to get in. So it can be really hard. I don't know if it's a Minnesota thing only, but I've heard it about Minnesota and I heard it a lot when I was up North. And so Mm -hmm. you have an event coming up in Duluth at the Northland country club. And you had people reach out to you from Duluth saying, Hey, come on up here. I need, I need this in my place too.
1: I did. In fact, they got, they started to get a little offended when I was planning more events in the cities. And I was getting, (laughs) you said you'd come to Duluth. And I was, okay, I'm coming to Duluth. Um, So yeah, I I said, well, let's branch out. Let's see. Let's see how we do. Let's see if we can get some women interested up there and do it in July because it's lovely in Duluth in July. Um, So yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: So July 20th from 6 to 9 PM at the Northland Country Club. 21st. Oh, I'm sorry, July 21st. Yep. At the Northland Country Club, people can sign up on your website. And again, for people who want to learn more about Erica and to register for her events, visit kookaburameats.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we will be right back. back to Green Tea Conversations. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're visiting with Erica Schultz-King, founder of Kookaburra Meats. Immediately when I started seeing you on TikTok, first of all, you're very engaging, which is fun. You have such a great personality and a great presence on TikTok. Um, it's just really fun to watch you. As you were doing it, and then all these other events come up, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this person's background is. Because This isn't something that just everybody can do, right? So I had asked you, what is it that you do as well? What is your background? And you let me know that you also do consulting for marketing and branding and public relations. So tell us a bit about that. Tell us about your background and kind of what brought you, because now you're a self-employed person, you have your own business, Mm -hmm. Uh, but give us a little bit of information about kind of how that all came about.
1: Sure. I, I've been doing marketing and uh, communications for the majority of my life, community outreach, uh, those types of things. And for the last 10 years, I was working for a company um, where I did PR and media and, you know, just really had to be out there. This is where I say like that whole introvert versus extrovert thing. It's very confusing <laughs> because in my work life, it's I very much have to be an extrovert. And so recently uh decided to go off on my own and have a consulting part of Kookaburra Meats. It's all still in that same space. I mean, this is recent. This is just in the last couple of weeks. So it's been really fun to explore what that could look like for me. It's been really nice being able to take a walk in the middle of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not have to tell anyone where you're going.
1: <laughs> not, yeah. Not tell anybody where I'm going. I mean, you know, it, it it has, it's uh definitely pros and cons about it, but it, it's, it's going well. I have a few clients already. I'm learning a lot for, you know, different industries, which is really fascinating because I've been very much in the same kind of basic industry and audience for a number of years. And so it's allowing me to kind of branch out and, and meet new people in that way too, which is really fun. And it's, and it, it's national. So that's, that's great, too, because it's actually global, but it's it, the people that I'm working with right now are just all over the place. And I can pick and choose who I'd like to work with, which is really nice as well.
0: So tell us about that a little bit. Do you have, um, do you have a special interests in certain industries or working with certain types of entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, of course. <clears throat> I really want to work with emerging brands, small brands. I I don't really feel a huge desire to work with big corporations at this time in my career. I mean, that's something that I've been doing and I would like to look a little differently at things. Um so emerging brands absolutely, women-owned of course, LGBTQIA, <laughs> is important to me and also BIPOC owned. So um, although I will work with a number, of, you know, anyone, as long as what it is that they're doing fits within my personal value proposition, I definitely just want to make sure that I'm communicating that out, that that's something that I very much welcome, those, those groups that are underserved. And I do not have any set consulting fees. Um, and the reason being is that I want to work with these emerging brands and understand what they can do. Financially versus, and what I can do financially, and just make that work. I'm not trying to get rich with any of the things that I'm doing. I'm trying to cover expenses and move forward and do the things that I really want to do in life, things that I've been dreaming about for a very long time. I mean, not the Minnesota women meetups. Like, I had no idea that was happening. (laughs) But I, I did have this dream of working with emerging companies and setting people up for success in any way that I could help them.
0: It is so important too that people have, there's so many people out there who do marketing and you know, help small businesses with marketing, but they don't necessarily have the background that they need in order to help them be successful. And the people who do are often so expensive that it's outside of the realm. And I was really excited to hear you talk about doing that, that that's what you're, you're doing and that you're looking at like sliding scale with different types of businesses because it gives people these emerging brands, the opportunity to get the expertise and the know-how from somebody at yet a place that they can, that they can afford. And then as they grow, you, you get to, you know, change that amount and that's okay because that's, you know, as you grow, you're expecting to pay more uh, for those services as well. So I've seen it happen too many times with small business owners that I've worked with where they've really gotten taken advantage of when it comes to marketing and that. And it's one of my passions that I'm, you know, help small businesses be able to uh, share what they do. And so when you told me about this, I was really excited. So tell me a little bit about like, what would your ideal client be? Because your ideal client is listening to this show right now. There's about (laughs) 10 of them, I would say.
1: (laughs) My ideal client would be someone who provides a real true service to people who, and they are small still, they don't necessarily have a staff of 10. Maybe they don't have a staff at all. Maybe it's just them and they're trying to figure it out. They don't think that they can afford marketing assistance. They think that, you know, if they get who the quality that they're looking for, they're looking at $150 an hour. I'm nowhere even close to that. Um, I could be. Yes, easily could be. I choose not to be. And I think that that's what the difference is, is that, and, and the, the clients that I'm working with right now, I mean, some of them, it's like just a collaboration. Like, how can we support each other? Because I'm also starting a small business. Mm-hmm. you know. So it's, there's a lot of collaboration and, and give and take that could happen. That is, has a lot of equity instilled in that. And so sometimes it's not even a financial contribution. It's like, what, what can we do to support each other? And so that's my ideal candidate. I, you think you can't have somebody that has 25, 30 years of experience and kind of knows what they're doing. Yeah, you can. You, uh, and I'll help and I want to help.
0: What What do you consider like your most valuable asset that you bring
1: to your clients? What are you, What is like
0: your special sauce?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have a lot of experience in all of the marketing and the things for years, you know, B2B, B2C, public relations, media. I'm 49 years old. I've done all the foundational things. Well, guess what? I'm also a social media expert. I can do all of like the younger, trendier things. I've proven that on TikTok. I, you know, I, so I bring a different kind of vibe where I can really understand audience audience across many different ages, you know, and, and many different industries. And so I I think that brings just a little something to the table where I can really bend and mold myself based on what the client needs are and who their audience is.
0: I am excited for you. I'm I'm excited to be able to bring people to you as well because I we do some marketing work as well with one of my businesses, but I don't do a lot of what you do. And so uh to be able to collaborate in in some ways too is going to be really exciting, especially the TikTok. Yeah. I'm I'm a little older than you and like I said I just <laughs> I just stalk people on TikTok, just watch their videos. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which I did for a number of years too. I think a lot of us did during COVID and 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 then, you know, I, I did some silly thing on a Friday night and then here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you hope, like, what is your dream? What do you
0: hope to have happen in this, in 2023 going into 2024?
1: I'm hoping to build a really good foundation with, uh, kookaburra meets with the, the women meetups. Um, I would like that to be a primary source of time for me. Um, I would like that to, um, it's not just in the twin cities right now, but it's very much kind of centered in the twin cities. And that's because that's where I live and that's where I can get to. However, I would like to push that out into, um, more of the rural areas, around the state of Minnesota. I'd like to talk to some people who might be interested in supporting me and helping me with that, actually partnering with me to kind of expand, uh, into those different areas. And then, you know, who knows what happens after that, but I don't want to lose our core, why we started in the first place. That's a really important thing to me. Um, and any amount of expansion, I would never, I would never, um, get rid of what the why, you know, the mission and the purpose. I I would not want to grow so quickly. You know, anybody can grow quickly. Anybody can just throw stuff out there and see what works and just be, you know, kind of messy about it. And that's not that's not what I want to do. I, you know, I really want to stick to the roots of why we started this and grow it at the pace that makes sense to really provide a good service to people out there.
0: Well I am certainly excited to see where this all takes you. Um, and I I think that you have some exciting things coming up. I just have a good feeling about you, Erica. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. I need people to have faith in me sometimes because it's not easy.
0: <laughs> so the other thing I just kind of want to mention is, um, it, and I I think this is kind of goes without saying, but also probably should be said, is the fact that this is really about making friendships. This is really about making connections. This is not about selling your services or having some kind of expected outcome out of this. And so just encouraging people when you're going into this and also kind of guaranteeing for people who are going into this that, you know, this is, this is about truly making connections. And so come into it with that idea.
1: Yes, I am very protective of those who attend. I'm protective of if you register, you can, I promise you that information's not going anywhere. It's just mine to tell you about more events. Um, And there have been offers from people to sell or do things. And and the answer is no, and, and always will be no. It's, there's a, there are many, many places for business networking. You yes. can go find that anywhere. This is not what that is at all.
0: So come out, come to the events, mm-hmm. take part in it, go to, uh, go to Erica's website, which is again, kookaburrameets.com, And that's K-O-O-K-A-B-U-R-R-A meets.com. Erica, thank you so much for being with us today. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and to share your story with people. And again, I'm really excited for where everything is taking you and can't wait to have you come back.
1: Thanks, Candy. I appreciate it. Some fun.
0: All right. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us today. And I am wishing for you a lovely day. 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 Lovely day love it, love it.